Welcome to Duval Radio, and today is the third and final episode of the Free Agency Recap. We've gone over a lot of the big names already, like Shaquille Griffin, Roy Robertson Harris, um, Marvin Jones, Jamal Agnew. We went over all of those already. In this episode, we're going to talk about Carlos Hyde, um, which we'll probably be pretty quick about. Uh, Tyson Alalu, which would probably be pretty quick about as well. Um, Jahad Ward and Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown is probably the most exciting one out of this list, and it'll be at the end of the podcast today. Uh, the first one was about 30 minutes long. This one was about, last one was about 25. This one would probably be about 20 because, um, there's not as much to talk about in this episode, um, at least for, like, the impact that the players are going to have. So I'll probably talk about it a little bit less. Now, of course, we don't know the impact of what these players are going to do right now until it actually happens, but we're going to go over it anyway. So, let's talk about Carlos Hyde first. So, Carlos Hyde is a Jaguar again, and it's not because of the Jaguars, it's because of Urban Meyer. Um, Carlos Hyde said it was a no-brainer for me once I saw Coach Urban Meyer become the head coach. I had good years with Coach Meyer at Ohio State, and honestly, I've been waiting for Coach Meyer to become a head coach in the NFL I feel like eventually he would have made his way to the NFL. I'm happy he decided to do it now while I'm still playing. I'm excited that he's here. Because one thing about Coach Meyer, it's all about winning. So he's just going to figure it out how to get wins, how to consistently get wins, how to get a lot of wins, how to build the winning program here, build the right culture, get the guys right in here. When he's not around, you know, they've got guys here that he can count on to keep the culture alive, keeping guys bought into the program. What I'm hearing here is that he's not going to do much for the team because then again, he's going to be behind James Robinson, um, but it's going to be a pretty pretty good running back room, uh, running back room, sorry, uh, with Carlos Hyde more than likely getting like 50 rushes the whole year. I think he's he's here because of Urban Meyer. You know, Urban Meyer is going to give him uh, some practice reps. He's, you know, Carlos Hyde's going to play some some snaps. <laughs> He's an eight-year player as well, so who knows how the experiment will sort of, you know, work out. But uh, I think I think in terms of Carlos Hyde, I'm not sure what he's going to do. If you look at his uh, stats. You know, the four years he was at San Francisco, um, he had a 217 rush year, 240 rush year. Both he had just under 1,000 yards, 988, 938. Uh, first time in San Francisco, he averaged 4.2 yards a carry. After that, Cleveland, 3.4 yards per carry, so 0.8 dropped. Uh, Houston, 4.4. Jacksonville, he averaged 3.3. Um, in a uh, 2018 year uh, for eight games. And Seattle, he averaged uh, 4.4. So he definitely did much better in Seattle last year. 81 rushes for 356 yards and four touchdowns. His longest, though, is a 20. I think this is a guy that uh, might take away some third down snaps uh, for Robinson. He might play some... Uh, 
first and goal on the one yard line or third and goal on the one yard line and such. I think he's a spot running back. Um, he's kind of been that through his uh, career ever since he left San Francisco. Uh, as we mentioned, he had uh, 58 rushes for Jacksonville, uh, but he had 245 for Houston, 1,070 yards. That was his good year, which led him to be Seattle again, where he had 81 rushes behind Carson. So I feel like that could be something that happens again, where 81 rushes, that's about three or four rushes a game. I still feel like that's, he probably won't get that much. He'll have some games where he probably doesn't rush at all, but he'll probably also have some games where he gets like six or seven rushes. And who knows? There's always injuries as well. So I'm not mad about the decision. I just don't think Hyde will make too much of an impact on the team. Um, this is his second stint with the Jaguars, of course. Uh, he's not much of a postseason running back. He's only had 29 rushes in the postseason uh, for 97 yards, 2.9 per rush. Not that great. So overall, I think it's just um, it's it's just picking up a guy instead of drafting a guy. You know, we we would have probably just drafted a guy in like the sixth round uh, as backup running back. So I'm fine with it. Carlos Hyde, he gets along well with uh, Urban Meyer. He should help out James Robinson a little bit. And he'll give him some tips, uh, and that'll be that. Our next one is Tyson Alalu. How to pronounce the name according to Wikipedia? Alualu. Alualu. That's how you pronounce his name. Tyson Asi Alualu. Alualu. That's, how, that's what it says. So uh, I can't wait to hear the commentators. Uh, oh, it's uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Passed over to Alualu. I mean, this is incredible. And this guy here, he's from Hawaii, which makes perfect sense. I mean, Alualu from Hawaii. That makes, I mean, that's a dream. That's a dream name right there. Um, he went to college in California. So he went from Hawaii to California, just like that. Although that's funny enough, because that's probably the closest college he could have went to that isn't Hawaii. Um, he played really well in college. He played 13 games in his first season, then started all 13 games in the next three seasons. He was a Pac-10 honor uh, junior 2008, first Pac-10 honors in 2009, uh, following his senior season, he represented uh, Cal in the Senior Bowl, where he would finish thinking with a sack, force fumble, and fumble recovered. Uh, I don't have any stats on what he did in college. And I'm sorry about that. But he is a nose tackle and a defensive end. He's 33 years old. He's six foot three, 304 pounds. So kind of reminds me of... Um, like a Via Vea, like a, a Walmart Via Vea, so I'm cool with that, um, and the thing here is he was drafted 10th overall in 2010, when you look at the guys that he was drafted around in 2010, um, Sue was just above him, Gerald McCoy was just above him, um, those were the two defensive tackles that went before him. Of course, he hasn't made a Pro Bowl like some of these other guys have. But in terms of defensive tackles, Brian Price, you know, Terrell Toop, he was the third best defensive tackle out of this draft. Um, 
And you know what? He he has a 4.780 yard dash, which is very good for a 300 pound dude. I give him full credit for that. Um, although he weighed 295 then, so he's gained 10 pounds throughout, uh, or nine pounds uh, throughout his time. He had 21 reps on the bench press back then. Vertical jump of 35 inches. Uh, thing is, you know who drafted him at the 10th overall pick? Jaguars. That's right. The biggest surprise of the draft, according to Mel Kuyper Jr., a risky move for taking him this high. What happened? Well, they signed a five-year, $17 million deal with the Jaguars. Now, here's the thing. I was not a Jaguar fan back then. I had no idea about Alulu being on the Jaguars until I read this about 20 minutes ago. Before I uh, wrote it down here on my notes. Jaguars have not been great with their drafts. I became a Jaguar fan in, like, 2015. Because for the longest time... I mean, I was nine years old when this dude got drafted... For the longest time, I literally just have been a, a football fan. I've never really hated any team. I never really loved any team. But me being close to Jacksonville and Tampa, I started to mostly dislike the Jaguars and the Bucks. Um, and then really in 2015, when we drafted Jalen Ramsey, that's when I really became a Jaguar fan. And then two years later, they went to the playoffs, as we know. And now we're here, and the Bucks have won a Super Bowl, so maybe I should have been a Bucks fan. But you know what? We're a Jaguar fan. We're going to keep it going. All right. So, we picked him, right? He signed a five-year deal, and he started his rookie season. Um, he sent Kyle Wharton in the first game of his career. I'm sure Jaguar fans will remember that. Uh, in the year, he started all 16 games, had 38 tackles, three and a half sacks. He was an all-rookie. So, this pick at a 10 overall really wasn't that bad yet. The next year he returned, he had a season high, four solo tackles, and a 32-3 loss against the Jets. Um, he also had a sack against Big Ben. Um, in that year, he had 40 tackles, two and a half sacks, pass defended, and a fumble. So he lost one sack, but he gained two tackles, um, and he got a fumble covering a pass defended. So, you know, sophomore slump, just a little bit, pretty good. All right, no issue. This guy, is, he hasn't been a bust so far. He's been pretty good. Uh, after that, he was named starting defensive tackle by Mike Malarkey. Um, he had multiple good games, including games versus Andrew Luck, Christian Ponder. He started all 16 games again, had a career-high 45 tackles, 3.5 sacks, pass defended, and a fumble recovery. So he went back to his 3.5 sacks. He gained a bunch more tackles and also got a pass defended and a fumble recovery. Jaguars are two and fourteen, right? So first, so through his first three years, this guy has not been a bust at all. It's been very good. Um, in twenty thirteen, we hired Gus Bradley. He finished the year with forty two tackles, one and a half sacks. So now we're in the situation where it's like, well, you did good on your tackles again, but your sacks are going low. Um, so now we're going to have a competition. He competed with Red Bryant, Chris Clemens, Andre Branch. He was named the backup to begin the year. Uh, he had seven tackles in week two. Uh, he finished the year with 30 tackles, two sacks, and with zero starts within 16 games. 
So, Jaguars said, all right, you're pretty decent. We'll re-sign you for two years, $6 million. So now this is his fifth year at the Jaguars here. And he was named the starting defensive end. So now he's moved from nose tackle to defensive tackle to defensive end. This guy has been everywhere on the defensive line. He played all 16 games, starting 14 of them, making 26 tackles, two sacks, two passes defended, and a fumble recovery. Not bad stats when you go ahead and move positions. It's still not great. So next year, he would then compete with Audric, Yannick Ngakwe, Chris Smith, Darian Marks, um, and he was named the backup uh, to Audric and Dante Fowler Jr. He was a healthy scratch. Uh, in the entire year, he had 37 tackles yet again, 2.5 sacks, 14 games, 10 starts. So he's very much hovered around this area for the last four years, even though he's not starting anymore, really not as much. Um, and with that, the Jaguars, they didn't re-sign him. But it was a good six years. There was nothing wrong. This guy had just been beat by competition. That's what happened. So he signed a two-year, $6 million deal with the Steelers. Had the same problems where he was competing. Um, in 2017, he had four sacks, which was the most in his career. He also had 39 tackles. Right, so then he played another two games with the Steelers. But he had a really bad year. 22 combined tackles and no sacks. So now this guy's in his eighth year, right? And he's starting to get a little bit worse. Not good. And then he played again for the Steelers. And in last year, he only had two sacks and 38 tackles. So he has very much hovered around this entire thing here. And he has now signed a contract with the Jaguars. From the Steelers. And it's two years, $6 million. The same contract he got uh, from the Steelers. And here's the thing. He's a pretty good run defender. So what are my thoughts on him? I am completely fine with this signing. I think um, he hasn't really progressed. Considering in his rookie year he had 38 uh, tackles. And last year he had 38 tackles. Um, but he really hasn't had a bad, bad year except in 2018 where he had no sacks. But he's played every position, and I think that's important to know because the Jaguars can slot him anywhere. They need him a defensive end for rotation. Boom. He's going to be a rotation player. I don't think he's starting. But here's the situation, right? All right. Uh, it's the second drive of the game. Let's switch him out and put him at defensive end for the, the rest of the drive. Boom. All right, second quarter. Ooh, we're, we're struggling a little bit on the inside. Let's put him in nose tackle. Boom. He's going to play all 16 games, I believe. But I think he'll... He won't start in much. But that's not a, that's not a bad thing. I think he'll get around his same tackles as he usually did. So that's Tyson and Lalu for you. Big fan of the signing. I like it a lot. Uh, third signing here is going to be Jayad Ward. Defensive end. He's 6'5". He's in his sixth year. 287 pounds. He went to Illinois, and he's 26 years old. So he is a... He was a young rookie when he came in at 20 years old. 
Um, at defensive end in his career, he has played with a lot of teams, got drafted by the Raiders. Um, in his first two years with the Raiders, he had 30 total tackles, one sack, and 21 games. Um, he also had he has three, three fumbles in his career as well. Uh, he played for the Colts for a little bit, only had four tackles, played with the Ravens for a little bit, had 22 tackles. Um, it wasn't a huge signing for the Jaguars. Um, it's just another one of those uh, defensive rotation players. But he signed because of uh, Colin, right? Joe Colin. Um, he was a second-round pick by the Raiders in 2016. Like I said, he has 59 tackles, 8 career sacks. Um, he played the last two seasons with Joe Colin in Baltimore. So this is one of those, let's just bring him over, right? It's one of those situations. Just bring him over. Why not? It's not going to hurt anybody. I really don't know if there's too much to talk about this guy. Um, Ward is Muslim, according to him. So there you go. He's been misunderstood due to the negative connotations. So there you go. More reasons to root for Jad Ward. And the final one. My favorite of today. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Malcolm Brown. Now, oh, this isn't a free agent acquisition. I know it's not a free agent acquisition, but it happened at the same time. And it's another defensive tackle. Except this time I think he's going to start. And that's Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown is a two-time Super Bowl champion. He played at Texas, so all he knows is big things. Right, he got drafted by New England. Played four years in New England. He played a lot of games. He played 60 games. He started 51 of them. You don't start and play that many games if you're not good. He had eight and a half sacks and 186 tackles in his four-year career in New England. Rookie year, three sacks, 48 tackles. Second year, 50 tackles, three sacks. Year after that, 49 tackles, two and a half. Year after that, 40 tackles, no sacks. Patriots, they don't want him anymore. Then he goes to the New Orleans Saints, where he would have 34 tackles and two sacks. And then last year, 27 tackles and one sack. So his tackle numbers, they went up and they have now decreased. But so have his games. Um, and really, his assisted tackles have gone up. His quarterback hits are still consistent. And his approximate value is still pretty good. Not to mention, he has 14 playoff games. Where he is 10-4 and four with one and a half sacks and 38 tackles with two tackles for a loss. So, it's another defensive tackle acquisition. 
that I think works out for the Jaguars. He's had a couple of rough years with the Saints. So maybe now in Joe Cullen's offense, he'll be able to do something else. He's going to be number 90. Like I said, he went to Texas. He's only 27 years old, and he's 6'2", 320 pounds. He's a big dude, but we like him, right? Uh, according to his Wikipedia, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school uh, on 27 Sports, uh, ESPN. Um, he was really, really good, and in his college career, he had 17 games in three years, 41 tackles, five for a loss, one sack. Um, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest, uh, but it was still good enough for defensive, uh, defensive tackle. Um, and so he was drafted by the Browns in the, or, or sorry, not the Browns. He was drafted by the Patriots with a 32nd overall pick. And, uh, we know what happened from there where he had pretty good years, uh, with the Patriots at least, uh, but they declined his option, um, and like I said, Brown signed $15 million deal with the Saints for three years. Uh, this is his final year. And he now signed a two-year $11 million contract uh, with the Jaguars. Like I said, he's a big boy. He's a pretty good one as well. He's won the Super Bowl twice. Um, he's won it on every odd year. So maybe not this year, but maybe next year. So there you go. Every odd year he's been in the NFL, he has won, or even year he has won a Super Bowl, uh, which would be t- except last year. Because the Bucks, you know? Um, grading the Jaguars trade, I think it's pretty good. Um, I feel like we maybe signed too many defensive tackles or defensive linemen. But you know what? It never hurts to have competition. Um, you know, you might not be playing as many young guys, but it is what it is. Uh, we got four new defensive linemen. Um, so, you know, does he fit? I think um, it's another nose tackle position player that's going to be good for us, I believe. Um, I said he started in 80 games out of 89, 14 playoff experiences, or 14 playoff appearances, so he's definitely pretty good. Um, it's either him or Alalu, but I do think Alalu will go and play a little bit more rotation. Because, you know, Brown's a bit bigger and a little bit better. Uh, but Lalu also has the uh, tie with Jacksonville already. But, I mean, that doesn't matter. The team's completely different than it was back in 2015. Um, Joe Colon's defensive line in Baltimore is built on stopping the run. So that's good for Malcolm Brown. It's also good for Lalu. Um... Brown also gives the Jaguars more talented and physical player up front. Considering that Urban Meyer wants to make the defensive line a priority. Um, In terms of the depth chart, you know, he was given $7 million guaranteed. So they want him to be a starting defensive lineman, uh, uh, I'm guessing. Um, Because, you know, you still have Devon Hamilton, right? And you still have Doug Costin. You have your four new guys. Um, Not sure what's going on with Devon Bryan, but... Uh, we'll see what it is. I, I think it's good, right? It's a starting nose tackle for a seventh round pick where we already have 10 other picks. Um, if I can see the Jaguars' new depth chart, maybe they already have some predictions. Okay, they do have some predictions here. So they have Gardner Minshew, CJ Beathard, but that will change. James Robinson, Carlos Hyde. So yeah, that's I thought Hyde would probably be the second one. 
Your three receivers are Chark, Jones, Chenault, which is what I said it would be, with Colin Johnson, Dorsett, and Agnew behind. Starting tight end is Manhurts, but take that with a grain of salt because that's going to be blocking tight end. James O'Shaughnessy will be definitely getting all the receptions there. Right now, left tackle, they have Cam Robinson with Will Richardson behind. Norwell at left guard with Barch behind. Lender at center with Barch behind. A.J. Can at right guard with Wallace Sims behind. Juwan Taylor with Will Richardson behind. Definitely think they're going to draft offensive line this year. But the defense is where everything kind of changed. Uh, so right now, the ends are Josh Allen and Caleb on Chason with Jayad Ward backing him up. I think that's about right. Um, then the defensive tackles right now are Alalu, Tavon Bryan, uh, with Roy Robertson, Harris, Godstis, and Malcolm Brown behind, but I think that will change. I think Tavon Bryan's out of there. It's going to be Alalu and Malcolm Brown with Tavon Bryan and Roy Robertson, Harris, and Godstis backing him up. I don't... Brian has not been good throughout his career. It's been a waste of a first-round pick. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, the linebackers being Jake or uh, Schobert, Jacobs, Miles Jack with Giles Harris, Quincy Williams, and Evans backing up. Shaquille Quarterman as well there. Uh, corner is Shaquille Griffin, C.J. Henderson, Sidney Jones, Trey Herndon. That's about right. And... Uh, Safeties are Rayshon Jenkins and Gerard Wilson with Rudy Ford, Brandon Rusnak, Daniel Thomas, Andrew Wingard. I guess Josh Jones isn't on. I don't know where Josh Jones went. Did he retire or something? Because everything so says he's on the Jaguars. He's never on these depth charts. So I don't know. Uh, we did also sign Logan Cook, by the way. We signed him back. So there you go. Uh, that's this episode. I actually tried to be longer than the second one. Because uh, I guess we started. We talked a lot about Alalu. Uh, Alu Alu, sorry. So there you go. Um, Jaguars are definitely better. I'll tell you that they're definitely better. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Six and ten. That's what I'm feeling right now. 